Hello and welcome. Welcome to The Rundown. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the Left Coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. But as we all know, I do not do this program by myself. No, my name is Michael P. Waworski. I come to you live from the East Coast. That's the coast with the most, from the co-host with the most here on The Rundown, where we bring you two a news and conservative views. Craig, how is your Taco Tuesday going? My Taco Tuesday is going phenomenal. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Tacos, no need to ask why. Just open your mouth and close your eyes. It's raining tacos. It's raining tacos. Out in the street. Tacos, all you can eat. Lettuce and shells, cheese and meat. It's raining tacos. Yum, yum, yummity, yum. Taco Tuesday, fun day, because you know what? Taco Tuesdays are fun days, and because tacos are fun food, uh, it only makes sense to make Tuesday, well, well. plus it also be, both begin with T, uh, it makes sense to make Tuesday uh, the taco day. It does. I mean, I could it could have gone Wednesday, right? But uh, Thirsty Thursday went better than Taco Thursday. Taco Tuesday just sounds better. So right. uh, it's another it's another fortunate uh, food pairing with a day because of the way it sounds. So works out exactly, well. exactly, exactly. So thank you everyone for tuning in uh, once again. However you are watching us, whether you're watching us on Obsolete, on YouTube, on Facebook, whether you're watching us via Two A News or the California Republican Assembly or Arms Room Radio. Or whether you're listening to us, that's right, listening to our podcast, wherever you get your podcast, please make sure that you do it and make sure that you uh, that you like, that you subscribe, and you encourage your friends to do the same. Pass us around. As Mikey likes to say. Any special, any anything uh, interesting happened for you today, sir? Let's see. Did anything interesting happen? Um, I, I actually, uh, you know, I, I got, uh, as you know, I do the, the, the flying thing, pilot thing, right? So uh, I, I bought up some airline seats from an old airplane and I've actually got them like lining my hangar now. But um, it's funny because they've been in the back of my truck. I, I buy some, put them in the back of the truck, take them to the hangar. And people are like, what are you doing? Because I, I put them in the back of the truck. Imagine a pickup truck, Craig, and you put the seats in there back to back so the seats face out. So a row of three seats on either side, right? Right. Um, and people ask, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I, I give rides back and forth from Daytona to Orlando. Do you want to ride? And they're like, really? And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> it's just, you know, just bought these seats and I'm taking them somewhere. <laughs> but it's a very, very weird questions because the way they were sitting in the back of the truck, it looked like you could sit on sit in them and it would be perfectly okay. And everybody bought that story when I told them to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a way of delivering some lines so deadpan. It's like, is he kidding? And by the way, you are certifiable, so you never know with you. I am. I actually have a certificate for that here, just so you know. <laughs> I I will bet that you do. I would I I would I would bet money that you do. If not, you'll print one up before I before I get there. <laughs> Here's my certificate. Certifies I'm certifiable. Well, it, I mean, it seems real. I mean, it's, it's, it is a real certificate enough. after all. You are a medical yeah. professional, so. Wait a second. I signed this. How, how could that be possible? <laughs> I signed it. You certified yourself. Self certification. <laughs> it's a thing. No, I meant you signed it. You you certified it. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I would sign it. 
I'll give you my digital yep, signature. Yep. There you go. There you go. Dig. Give me your digits. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, you know, there's someone else who's who's certifiable, and I don't know if I would consider oh, him boy. to just be certifiable or certifiably stupid. And that would be Joe Scarborough. Yeah. Um, I never, I almost never watch CNN, uh, but every once in a while, you got to tune in to kind of see what other folks are saying, or CNN or MSNBC or any of these folks, right? I can only take them for very, very short stints at a time. Uh, but sometimes when I do tune in, I see some stuff that just really, really drives me crazy. Uh, and in this particular case, we had the big announcement about uh, Joe Biden and his ghost gun regulations. Now, Mike, there are some things in this report uh, that I think you will find very, very shocking about ghost guns. First, I'll play with the intro. I'll play the intro for you because uh, you'll see exactly how on MSNBC this this story started as they talked about ghost guns. Check it out. And in just hours, President Biden will introduce a new, an array of new measures to combat gun violence. The main target, ghost guns. The weapon can be 3D printed at home, essentially made of plastic, meaning they can bypass metal detectors. They also lack serial numbers, and many big cities say they are recovering from an increasing number of these weapons. In okay. So we're going to start with number one. Um, so ghost guns can get past metal detectors. Um, that that's that's argument number one. The other is that well they're they're untraceable because they don't have serial numbers. Uh, and then then finally they're finding an increasing number of them. Law enforcement are finding them now. Mike, I'd like to tell you that that was the extent to which uh, the report went bad. But it gets worse. And this is where Joe Scarborough comes in. And before you comment, I want you to hear exactly what Joe, Joe Scarborough and uh, Susan Rice had to say. This is a little bit longer exchange, but I think it will, uh, I think it will give you plenty of ammunition <laughs> for which to fire back. Joe starts us off. So, Susan, thanks so much for being with us today. You look at these ghost guns and you look at the fact that they're custom made for terrorists. They're custom made for gang members. They're custom made for career criminals. I salute the president for making this uh, stepping in this direction. But nobody opposes this, do they? Like Republicans don't oppose this, do they? Well, I'll let them speak for themselves, Joe, but there have been historically opposition from the NRA and, and other uh, pro-gun uh, entities to any kind of restrictions on ghost guns. And as you say, these are the weapons of choice uh, for criminals, for terrorists, for domestic abusers, because they are unserialized. They have no number on which to trace them back to uh, the seller and therefore the owner. And why this action that we're taking today is so important is that it will require uh, that there be serial numbers on uh, these so-called kits, homemade kits that people can purchase online with the parts and the directions to make uh, a ghost gun at home in under 30 minutes. These are very, very dangerous weapons, and they are increasingly showing up on our streets as the weapon of choice for criminals of all varieties. 
So, Susan, I'm confused. Why would any gun group, why would anybody want guns to be uh, to proliferate across the United States of America where there are no serial numbers, where people can go through TSA checkpoints and take guns on planes and hijack planes? Uh, they can go into courthouses, kill judges, kill plaintiffs, kill anybody inside those courtrooms. Why, why would anybody not support the banning of this dangerous technology? Joe, for the same reason these people do not want common sense background checks for all uh, guns sold, uh, they don't want to close critical loopholes in our background check system, the same people who want assault weapons on our streets, uh, these are, you know, are pro-gun uh, lobbyists uh, with a great deal of influence, unfortunately, in our Congress. And uh, there's so much there to unwrap. Um, I'll, 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 I will let you... Uh expound first well i mean craig it's not going to be that long uh you know i don't know how many times to to go into this it's what's hard for me to believe is that uh democrats uh can be so ignorant on a topic it's clear that they want you to to believe they are a genius on topics they know zero about uh (laughs) there was so much there was so much lies in there that i I, again it brings me back to the to the uh, the Luke Skywalker quote in the last movie. The, wow, it's amazing. The amount Everything of you just both, did was wrong. The amount of arrogance, authority, yeah. and ignorance all at yeah. the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just really can't go anywhere. I mean, <coughs> we could sit here for the next 20 minutes just going, wow, just wow. Right, so, <laughs> so Mike, first of all, uh, explain to folks, because remember, not everybody who's watching this show is a gun person. Explain to them why, even though, yes, you can print out the frame on a 3D printer, why are these firearms uh, not all plastic? Uh, Because it still has a massive explosive action in it. And plastic cannot retain an explosive action. Uh, Just like if you went and had a, you own or bought or purchased a regular Glock firearm or uh, uh, any any of the, the major firearms now that are, the lower portions are made from polymers. Well, right. the uppers are still made from steel. You know, you still have to put the steel portions together on the polymers. Uh, Craig, even if I didn't, even if I had just the frame, just the polymer frame, and I put it in my suitcase or my carry-on, and I tried to get on an airplane, guess what? It shows me the polymer shape and form. I guess this guy Joe wants me to believe that when I put a baggage through, uh, you know, TSA, that unless it's metal. It's just this giant void that they see. They don't see anything else. They don't see things like, I don't know, Joe, drugs or anything like that or liquids. Uh, there's no way for them to tell based on the technology of an x-ray machine that they have anything but a steel slide and a steel frame on a gun. Mm, Joe, you're pretty damn ignorant. You know that? Well, and and the 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 degree to which he's like, oh, my God, I, yeah. I can't. I mean, it's like. They're gonna go in. They're gonna go into courtrooms and kill judges yeah. and kill plaintiffs and kill. It's like, right. okay, where where is this happening, Joe? If if this yeah, to, is so possible to him, yeah, to him, everybody is the five year old with scissors, right, or or glue. Oh look, I have scissors. I must cut things, you know, because right. to him, we're all just three or four year olds, and that's what we have to do. I got glue. I must glue. I have a crayon. I must write on the wall because we're all petulant little three year olds with no discipline. And then we must go and kill people because I have a gun. I have to kill people. Well, and and then you have on top of it, you have literally, you have a quote unquote, supposedly domestic policy advisor 
Who's out in that right line? First of all, let's just be real clear. On this, in particular, on the issue of, of, uh, of homemade firearms, none of the quote-unquote high-paid lobbyists, yet none of them are advocating for home-built firearms because they all work for the industry. They want people going to the store and buying their gun, their products. Yes. So, no, yes. they're not advocating for home-built firearms. Um, let's, let's be clear on this. This is a point I made yesterday. I did some Fox News yesterday. Um, the... Um, uh, the, the the gun dealer and the gun manufacturer is not the Second Amendment industry. All right? right, there is the gun, there's the gun manufacturers, and there's the gun dealers and the gun sellers. They are not the Second Second Amendment industry. They are in the business of of making money. All right, right. Uh, for for when they hear that all eighty percent will now have to go through a licensed dealer will have to be serialized and sold and done a background check. That's money in their pockets. Yes. So, of course, they're for this legislation because it's money in their pockets. But let's be damn clear. The Second Amendment, uh, the Second Amendment individuals, the Second Amendment proponents, those that are on uh, the, the all of the councils and all of the industry and all of the, 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 the groups around the country that are for Second Amendment are against these policies. Uh, by the way, no teeth in anything he put out yesterday other than saying, this is what I want to do, right? Um, so I, all my calls were filled up yesterday of, what do I do with my 80 percenters? I'm like, did you did you listen? You know, this, this doesn't even have the authority of an executive order because he didn't sign anything. This was just his plan. So everybody needs to calm down just a little, but you need to be on the phone to your congressmen and senators today opposing these new proposed regulations and anti-gun nominee Stephen Dettelbeck for ATF. Right, because the goal, what the goal here is, folks, is they're trying to, once again, he wants to rewrite law. He wants to use the ATF, use, use regulations to redefine a AFT. firearm. AFT. AFT, I'm sorry. AFT. <laughs> he, uh, his department the president said the it AFT. like seven times yesterday. He said it like seven times yesterday. It must be the AFT. It must be the AFT. It's got to be. I mean, he's president of the United States, right? So he must have gotten it right. You can't get that wrong. You can't right. get that wrong again. I mean, <laughs> right. Yeah. But th th their goal is to redefine what is a firearm, which is something that's already defined in statute. Um, that's It's not going to fly, period. And yeah. they will... Now, the problem is, is that they're going to go after the people who are manufacturing these, the people who are selling these, who don't have uh, federal fire, who aren't federal firearms licensees, and they're going to try and shut them down. And, and to be honest, if you shut a business down long enough, you know, he's got three years in office and who knows how long something like this is going to take to get through court. Um, you can put someone out of business by shutting them down for a few years. So, the, you know, I know, uh, I know, I know a company the, that's dealing with uh, the, these, these reset triggers, uh, forced yeah. reset triggers. And uh, they're lucky they've got some, uh, some uh, success, some money, uh, an attorney and, Every time one of these new rules comes out, they walk down to the federal courthouse and uh, request an injunction. And for the most part, get them. Because guess what? When it comes to a firearm, there's one definition for firearm in the right. federal standards and in most states. It's a, it's a weapon that, dis, that propels a, uh, uh, excuse me, it expels a projectile via the means of an explosive action. So if that's it. Don't, it doesn't it mean don't go the handle bang, that goes to it. Right. If it, it don't it go doesn't bang. Mean, it and by the way, just because it goes bang doesn't mean it's a gun. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's so you can't read the you can't change the definition. The right. definition is the definition. Yeah, you yeah. want to change that's the definition. If you want to change the definition, that, that's called the legislative go, process. If you go want to change the, the definition, go exactly right. Go back to Congress and have them update the definition. But even then, then it gets to a judge, and guess what? A judge goes, 
Uh, well, hold on. Does the grip make the gun expel a projectile via means of explosive action? No. Then the grip's not a firearm. Right. And that's where you end up. Exactamundo, exactamundo. So anyway, but but the point behind this was, and sharing the story with you is, is that this is the sort of ignorance that comes out of mainstream media. So when you get a chance to see something by me, I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg. This is just the most obvious of the lies that they tell about these various, about, about firearms uh, or about, quite frankly, anything. There's a number of different lies uh, that they will tell you out there because their goal, quite frankly, is to get you to believe what, uh, to believe that, to believe them so that they can then take away your rights. They want you to believe it's okay to take away your rights because these are just bad things. Yep. These are evil things that no one owns. And, Quite frankly, what I found interesting is they're like, the number is increasing. I'm like, no, no, wait. So you know, you're not saying that there's a proliferation. You're saying it's the gun of choice for terrorists. How many of these weapons? Now we we did a story on this a couple of weeks back. What percentage of weapons are actually being found to have been used in crimes, are being recovered, and it's deemed that they are identified that they are quote unquote ghost guns or unserialized firearms or home built firearms. Well, hold on, Craig. They said terrorists. So, I, I mean, I don't know where the Palestinians are getting this. Uh, I'm not sure where where, where ISISs are getting them or, or wherever wherever they happen to be. Uh, you know, the, the remains of a Muslim, uh, you know, insurgency are getting ghost guns mm-hmm. and putting them together. And they're now going up against armor and tanks with single shot nine millimeters. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So semi-auto nine millimeters. That's now semi-auto nine millimeters that I have to wait in the mail for is now the preferred weapon of the terrorists. Got it. Okay, good. good. Well, that'll make things easier for our army. But so at least they're work, coming you know? in kits. Well, I mean, you 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 want to you want to have fun time with the family, right? You want to put them together, sit around. Are we doing bomb building today or gun building, sir? Oh, we're doing gun building, Daddy. Oh, wonderful. Let's get together, have some tea. There you go. It is what it is. Okay, moving on to our next story. Uh, you guys remember the story about the, the guys who were part of a plot to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Um, now, mind you, there are a lot of things that this individual did that I disagree with, but no one deserved to be kidnapped. Uh, well, it, uh, no, did not deserve uh, to be kidnapped. No, you said I'm no sorry. one. There's a way He's... in which you handle this. It's called voting the person out of office, which is why I was so against. Well, what the interesting thing about this is, I was so against what actually wound up happening. Turns out uh, that two of the guys involved got acquitted, and the reason they got acquitted was because, well, it turns out that uh, most of the plot or a good parts of the plot were being put together by the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These guys were actually what what, uh, a jury. Now, once again, this is a jury of their peers. This is a jury who basically unanimously decided or figured out that, yeah, uh, FBI people were, these guys were either FBI members, FBI FBI, uh, informants, whatever, were basically entrapping these guys into being a part of this plot. So two of the guys got acquitted and two of them actually wound up deadlocked. Um, now, this is not the first time, Mike, where we've heard in particular where the FBI has been at the center of uh, planning or getting people involved in or entrapping people into into crimes like this. It, 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 am, am I am I am I overstating the truth? 
Uh, no, you you are not. I I, I do I I do want to revisit the uh, no one deserves to be kidnapped rule you have, but I don't know where that came from. But um, <laughs> I I got plenty of examples. We can we go on and on. Um, but um, the uh, we are uh, not yeah, this is this... kidnapping anyone on this show. Well, I mean, we'd have to take the cameras with us, and maybe, <laughs> I don't know how we would do it on the show. <laughs> maybe maybe we could pre-record it and play it back later for them. I don't know. Um, we'd uh, we'd have to get our cameraman out of California. He's an action guy. You and I just sit, <laughs> sit still. We do nothing. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, um, this is this has happened before. You've got multiple federal agencies, uh, and they're all out there, you know, teaming up, and and you realize there's this one one sap. You know, who, who's just sitting there going, yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. I'll go with you. Yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. I'll go with you. And now he's got charges from the ATF, the ATF, uh, the FBI, the, the DEA, because he just happened to be sitting in a room going, yeah, yeah, I'll go with you guys. I'll go with you guys. And and the other ones are all putting on this marvelous crime spree, including, I don't know, something as ridiculous as the kidnapping of a sitting governor. You know, And this guy was probably in the back of the room going, hey, yeah, whatever you guys want to do. That's cool by me. I don't care. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> so absolutely ridiculous this is another reason post 9-11 why we have so many of these federal agencies and yet they still don't talk to each other that was the problem pre 9-11 if you recall yep and that was what was found out with the with the 9-11 reports is that we had federal agencies we actually had the fbi that predicted and came up with the date times that uh that there was going to be an attack on the united states sent a memo forward and they were like oh, i don't I, we don't work for that guy Who's that guy? We don't need that guy. You know, no communication before, even in response, no communication between uh, response agencies. And we said, we need to get that done. We need to get these law enforcement and critical response agencies together so they can communicate intelligence. And guess what they still don't do? In the same town, they're all playing undercover, going after the same one dude who's literally sitting there going, yeah, I'm, I'm free Tuesday. I'll ride along with you guys if you want me to. But that's the guy's involvement. You know? Right. <laughs> I, you know, it, it is funny because, you know, you, you watch, when you watch on TV and you see these agencies not communicating and not talking to each other and fighting over turf and whatnot, you think right. it can't really be like that. And then you find out it is. Craig, I sat in a room one time doing intelligence uh, exchange of information. All right. And uh, I was working on the, uh, I gotta be careful. Hold on. Um, the, the, a state federal task force. Okay. Mm -hmm. And sitting on the state side of the room and sharing information with other uh, investigative agencies. Uh, and finally, when it was time for the FBI, they stood up and said, we have information, but we're unable to provide it to you because you don't have the same clearance as us. And I stood up and I told him, get the hell out. He's like, what? I'm an FBI agent. I was like, and you're sitting in my damn building. You're going to come in here with that kind of attitude, get the hell out. And I, and I'm going to be on the phone with your ASAC before you even leave the front door, get out now and throw him out because he wanted to come in and play that game. I'm the FBI. We're smarter than you. We don't have to share intelligence. Well, then you don't have to share. You don't have to, we don't have to share your air or you don't have to share our air, our oxygen. So get out. Exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> That's right. So GTFO, MF. Yeah, yeah. You know, just once again, and this just goes whether it's you know whether it's a plot to uh, <laughs> to kidnap somebody or uh, it's a trip to the Capitol. <laughs> Look, yeah. folks, yeah. don't right. get caught up with the crowd. <laughs> Look, yeah. use your noggin. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. 
Yeah, I'll go in the store. I'll go in with you. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. If they're plotting something and it sounds like it might be illegal, say, right. nah, I'm good. Yep. I'm, yeah. I'm out of here. Step back and do just <laughs> like they cool. did. Remember remember how they did it at the Capitol when they found a couple of those instigators? They all stood around and started yelling, Fed, Fed, Fed. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> chances are... <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> well, there was still that guy. Now, that was the interesting thing. So there was still that guy who was instigating, actually, people going into the Capitol. Yeah. You know, he's never been questioned. He's never he been was arrested. <laughs> right. I'm like, why? I mean, but you, you notice you notice no one's talking to him about January 6th. Well, because he was he was a Fed. It was okay. He was doing his job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving right along. Okay, what's our next story here? Oh, this is an interesting one. So you now have in New Jersey, uh, they've now passed a curriculum that is uh, where they're going to be teaching uh, kids as young as the first grade about gender and gender identity. Now, the interesting thing about this is, is that as a part of the 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 thing at the fifth grade level the part as a part of the content there's a video that tells kids that masturbating a few times a day is healthy to relieve stress so they're talking to kids children fifth graders in particular about masturbation they're talking with little ones about well just about boy parts as young as first grade boy parts and girl parts and just because you have girl parts doesn't mean you're a girl or just because you have boy parts doesn't mean you are a boy um uh, and you know it's it's interesting, Mike. And you pointed this. You 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 also pointed this out. Is that there's also a reason why? Luckily, this is happening in places like New Jersey and in California, but Florida has passed a bill that basically says no, you're not going to do that. Now they call it the "Don't Say Gay" bill. It's not about saying "Don't Say Gay." It's about sexualization of children. I don't care if it's homosexuality or heterosexuality. What we don't want in our schools is is the school teaching about sexuality we don't want them we don't want them teaching little kids about sex and that's why you had a number of states more than a dozen states and this particular article points out that they have pa- are passing bills or have passed bills uh that uh say the exact same thing no we do not want you sexualizing our children in school yeah i remember when we say they say they're saying it you know this is the opposition to it you know we all understand that this is the you know the parents rights and education bill or whatever they happen to be named across the 12 different states um, this is, uh, this, I, I'm sorry, folks. I, I'm sorry. It, this is, this is an illness. If you think that it's all right to sit down with anybody between a first grader and a fifth grader and talk to them about their masturbation habits and it's okay. And we'd like to see you do this four times a day. You should be under the fricking jail. Okay. There's no room for you. You're a pervert pedophile. Stop talking to my kid about touching himself. All right. That's all there is to it. You, you, this should. You want to have a sex education class? That's fine. You get you a PhD in sexual education, approved by the parents, and they can come in and teach them to it at the appropriate age level. You want to talk to a one-year-old, two, or excuse me, a first grader or a second grader about uh, about their sexual organs and touching themselves? You're going to jail, or you're going to get your ass beat. <laughs> one or the other is going to happen. It, it, yeah. Well, exactly, exactly. And, and while we are not advocating for beating someone up right now. Uh, yeah, I right. you, you only don't kidnapping do that to my kids because you will probably yeah. get beat down. Yeah. Just saying. That's right. Yeah, I'm not we saying these I'm going to be Craig? the one to do it, but I'm also not saying I'm also right, right, not right. saying I'm not going to be the one to do it. 
And for the record, we're not supposed to kidnap these people either. Is that right? Beating them down is one thing for talking to your kid about diddling themselves. That that that's that's appropriate. And no kidnapping. No, just kidnapping. no kidnapping. No kidnapping. Got it. Got it. <laughs> see how we see, folks. That's true professional. There, we 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 link the stories together. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, talking about linking stories together, that kind of takes me to the whole. Uh, well, California schools have seen a massive decline in uh in enrollment i mean in a state that is constantly where people are where the 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 roles are constantly growing in schools we're actually seeing in the state of california where they've lost over 110,000 students have decided yeah no i'm good i'm not interested in going to school in california public schools so they're not they're not and they're not signing up for charter schools in some cases they're either leaving the state or they're signing up for public schools and it's funny because you had one california official i will not say their name but they said yeah, we just we 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 don't know we don't know where the kids have gone, um, but what they are noting is in particular, and the, the the number one places where you're losing these kids is actually in the urban inner city public schools, places like San Francisco, places like Sacramento, places like uh, Los Angeles is a big is a big thing. And also at the lower grades, people are taking their kids out of the lower grades. They're not enrolling them in kindergartens uh, in in places where, uh, well, once again, these left wing pedophiles, many of them, uh, are pushing are, are pushing the sexualized agenda, are pushing critical race theory, uh, uh, as as along with a whole bunch of other things. You, you know it's. It's, it's so it's so fun to watch the people of California right now because they can't figure out where these hundred thousand children left. Although we we talked a few weeks ago, Craig, about how up to a half a million people have left California during uh, during the last year alone. Um, but I, I guess they they don't see the correlation to that. I think they think maybe the parents would leave, but the kids would still stay and go to school, right? I mean, right. he's a five year old. He we could talk to him about sex in school, so he should be able to drive himself back and forth to school. I mean, right? That should make sense. You got idiots here that can't do basic math running these schools now, and they can't figure out where the students went. Look around. Your towns are emptying out. Your people are done. They're tired of paying your high taxes. They're tired of putting up with your garbage uh, You know that uh, Mussolini's putting out, and they're leaving your state. They're yes. leaving your state. If you want, you want more students in your school, uh, listen, you got the illegals crossing in every day. Start teaching them. Well, and you shut down the schools for such a long period of time, and you 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 actually allowed many parents to sit and see what you were teaching their children. Yeah. They sat there, they were on Zoom right there with their kids, and they saw some of the mess that you that you're putting into the kids, and they're like, right. "Yeah, no, I don't want that taught to my children." And they're right. deciding to they're, they're 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 voting with their feet and taking their children elsewhere. They're either homeschooling, they're taking them to. Uh, private schools or they're just moving out of the state of California. And trust me, I know a lot of people with young families who are moving out of the state of California. And yeah. once again, a lot of these folks don't understand why they're leaving. And so then they're turning around, they're doubling down on some of the madness that they're, that they're putting out there. They absolutely are. And, and, and they, again, like the ignorance we talked about earlier on, uh, they, they don't see it. They can't get, they can't grasp how this could happen. How can we lose students? We have the best education system well, in the world. And that's, we and haven't you, done it in two years, and we want to talk about diddling your kids, but we have the best education system in the world. Why would they want to leave? Well, because now, oh, by the way, you know how we're going to increase enrollment? 
we're now going to have universal TK, which means now we're going to basically, which is universal preschool. So now we're going to have them in, we're going to get them in school a year earlier. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so that, uh, we can so afford that. We can, yeah. we can talk to them about, uh, about, uh, masturbation, uh, at an even younger age. But Mike, yep. here's the funny part. The, the, the same people who believe, who, who want to talk about these issues, who, you know, they, once again, they believe that a seven-year-old can choose their own gender, but an 18-year-old is not smart enough to understand their student loans that, oh, by the way, when I borrow money, uh, I'm going to have to eventually pay it back. And maybe I should get a job that will allow me to pay back the student loans that I take out. Uh, kind of funny. <laughs> By the way, this is our parting shot. <laughs> Unbelievable. Just just ridiculous. I mean, let's talk about the restrictions placed on 18-year-olds now. Unable to purchase a firearm, unable to protect themselves. But evidently, they're, they're perfectly clear on, uh, on gender and masturbation as of the third grade. Oh, you know, Mike, what's funny is, is that at the age of 17 in California, you cannot go to a tanning salon even with your parents' permission under the age of 18, right? But at the age of seven, you can, right. they want you to be able to go to the, go to the, to, to your doctor and get hormone blockers to, to keep you from transitioning from transitioning from a child to an adult. And that's really, I mean, it's in particular for young, for young boys, because once again, if you put, if you take those hormone blockers, you can literally affect the rest of your life because you will never fully mature into a man if you decide, yeah, yeah maybe I was just going through a phase. Yeah, I just don't yeah. understand how every study out there says that, yeah, a man's brain, a male's brain is not fully formed until they're in their mid-20s, yet we yeah. want to allow a 7-year-old up to a 12-year-old to be able to decide, I'm going to do something, make a life-altering, a physically life-altering decision uh, that will affect me the rest of my life. Uh, listen, if you're in California and you're 17 and you're listening to us and you're having problems getting into a, a tanning salon, just tell them that you identify as a 22-year-old pasty white person and they'll let you in. Just tell them that's who you are. That's who I am. You have to exercise your white privilege. That's it. That's that's who I identify as. And mm -hmm. I identify if I identify as it, you have to let me in. So, right. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. Tell them you're trans also. They'll let you in. Yeah. <laughs> How about a shout out to our sponsors, Mike? Let's say hello to our good friends over at uh, Gorilla Machining, uh, Grid Defense, and of course the fine folks at the California Republican Assembly. All right, folks. We once again we don't know exactly what uh, is going to happen in regards to some of these rules. So I'm guessing that if you really do want to do a home built firearm, my my suggestion is, and you're in a state that allows you to do it, my suggestion is get over there to Gorilla Machining and Grid Defense, buy your products now while you still do it can. Out. Yeah. They are flying off the shelves, folks. Get them now. Yeah, because I really do believe these regulations are meant to go after the people who sell them, not so much yep. the people who, who buy them. Uh, exactly Because their right. goal, once again, is to put... They want to... You have a right to keep and bear arms, and yep. they, they recognize they can't take that away from you, but they do also are saying, look, well, you don't have a right to sell firearms or Correct. to sell gun parts. Or to right. sell ammunition. And so that's who they're going after. And this is an example of exactly what it is that they're doing. So anyway, support these folks. Help them stay in business. Go there. Buy their products. Uh, you will enjoy the opportunity to be able to, once again, do a home build 
Uh, so anyway, check yeah. them out. Also check out the yeah. California Republican Assembly who is fighting against uh, the proliferation of anti-gun laws and other anti-conservative uh, positions yes. here in the state of California. So yes, very much. With that, uh, we're going to get out of here. Please make sure to like, share, subscribe, like, share, subscribe, and encourage your friends to do the same. We'll see you out. tomorrow.